we are looking live at Mackey Arena's court, uh, Gene Katie court here. Uh, we are just a couple of feet away from it. In these nice chairs there, cushions, like movie style, theater style. They've done some nice renovations here. Uh, but for the first time in a long time, Illinois walks away from Mackey Arena with a win and a convincing win, 79-62 to 62 over Purdue. They legitimize their ranking. And Derek, my biggest takeaway, we'll talk about the biggest win for Illinois since in a bit, but that is one of the most significant wins they've had in a long time. Uh, but this team looks legit. This looks like everything we thought they could be, everything Andy Katz thought they could be. Um, Illinois basketball looks back. It looks good right now. Yeah, they're sitting cozy in second place right now and have a chance to be a contender for a Big Ten title. Why not at this point? You know, Michigan State's going to come back to Champaign. I know it's it's funny that a couple weeks ago we would have said it's crazy. Still a lot of basketball to be played, but this is the team they told you they were going to be in the offseason. And uh, I thought in the second half, I know it's going to look good because they made shots, but the way they moved the ball in the, in the half-court offense and Io making decisions was so good. He's playing it. A pro level, and Kofi looks like a pro too. And uh, Trent steps up and hits threes. Georgie sat out most of the first half, and, and he stepped up. And you're just having guys be able to step up. And, and we talked about before we hit record on this thing. It was perfectly set up for Illinois to have a fast start, be up 14 to seven, Allen Griffin situation, and then just to fall here, a place they've fallen so many times, and everybody has. Uh, but to get this win here is is another quad one. It's it's a big time win. I, I looked at you. I wrote my lead. Alan Griffin's taking big steps, but his big misstep, you know, was set Illinois back and put his teammates in a terrible position. The narrative was there, but the first time in a long time, Derek, and and, and they did with Wisconsin too. But so this is the second one they've had on the road where they faced adversity, faced a lot of adversity. Felt like that was the moment that would change the game. They show maturity. They, they, they responded, and boy, out of that second half, I don't know what was said or where they got fired up, but they caught fire uh, offensively, and I think Georgia Bashanishvili was a huge part of that. But it's just another sign, Derek, that this team not only is tough physically on the court, defensively, and defensively they're a really good team right now, but mentally, uh, they're a more talented team than Purdue, but a lot of talented teams are coming to Purdue and not one. I think it was, what, five straight wins they had over ranked opponents? Illinois ends that streak. They end so many other streaks. This team not only is more talented, Derek, but it's figured it out. Like, it, it's tough mentally. Yeah, Purdue had won 15 straight Big Ten home games here. They had won six straight against ranked opponents by an average of 16.8 points. Michigan State was just here earlier this month to damn good basketball team and they got blasted and to see what Cassius Winston how he was frustrated he had nine turnovers but you mentioned the Purdue players that sit at the podium say they out-toughed us and look at the rebounding numbers it's knowing what this program here at Purdue is built on and what Illinois was able to do to them uh, that was a major major response so uh, yeah I think at Wisconsin where you had some calls go against you Kofi and Georgie both had two fouls in the first half and just kind of stay afloat and be able to win it late uh, it was similar to, to this one uh, where Free throws 14 to 2 at halftime. Alan Griffin is, is ejected, but to, to, to hang around and make enough plays and then be there out with a punch in the, in the second half. And, and they threw a lot of them, and Purdue just was on their heels. Let's talk about some of these individual performances here in a second. Let's go! It's the most all star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. All right. Uh, we watched Illinois just demolish Purdue, and it's rare that Illinois 
has more NBA draft prospects on the floor than Purdue. Uh, Purdue, not that talented this year. And we, we can talk a little bit about that. But uh, Io DeSumo, all, all the draft questions, uh, that's a draftable prospect. 18 points, 11 assists. Uh, his assist-to-turnover ratio, I think, is 25-8 to 8 over the last four games. And just clutch again. Uh, down the stretch, Purdue is getting in within nine. He hits two buckets back-to-back, Derek. Um, he is playing like an all-Big Ten player. And I, not quite yet, I'll put him in Big Ten Player of the Year conversation because Garza and Arturo and, and Cassius Winston. But he's put himself where he's one of the top five players in the Big Ten right now. Yeah, he's a difference maker, and the offense is pretty simple. Put the ball in his hands and let him operate and make decisions off the ball screen, and uh, he's doing that at a fantastic level. Can, can we mention it, though? Like, you asked him about the ball screen, yeah. and it was basketball porn. It was. Because uh, <laughs> Io is great at breaking it down. That That's changed. I mean, he's coming off the ball screens, Brad putting it in his hands on the ball screens. How has that impacted the team? Oh, I mean, you have him and Kofi action every single time. I think they do a nice rub with Trent giving him the dribble handoff, Io comes downhill, Kofi's going to the lane, and if you're going to hard hedge and essentially bring out Kofi's defender to, to get in Io's way and, and cut off the lane, then Kofi's getting picked up by a small forward or, or whoever can check him down the lane, and he's got those on-point lobs like the back of an end zone touchdown pass. And uh, Also, then he can see the backside corner that gets left if they try to cheat down on Kofi, or if you don't hedge, then he gets to that right elbow, and that is deadly right now, him being able to get there. And late in the game, he's, just, he's essentially saying game over. Uh, I'm getting to that right elbow, I'm pulling up, and, and it's – it's bottom in the net every single time. I mean, I love Malcolm Hill, and he got the ball in his hands all those times. It's just you can see the talent difference, right? I mean, you can see the speed of, of Io coming off those ball screens, his ability to, to get to the baseline, uh, and his passing ability right now. I mean, 11 assists. I mean, he took part, 11 assists, 8 field goals, 19 of their 27 field goals Io DeSumo had a hand in. Um, that's, that's a top-level point guard right there. Yeah, that's taking over a game, uh, and that's what you need. You, you need your star to show up on the road in a place that nobody's winning and come in here and be the best player on the court. And we thought that Iowa could do that going into the season, and uh, I, I, he had a disappointing start. I think everybody knows that. He would tell you that. But right now he's he's playing, it seems like, as well as anybody in the Big Ten. At least that's who do you want the ball in their hands late in the game. I, I think Iowa's your choice. Uh, I don't know if Dan Dockich helped himself with the I fans today. I heard I, we, we obviously don't have Dan Dockich in our ear during the game, uh, but we heard that uh, he said that Kofi is a lottery pick. Yeah. Uh, so he's joining the Stephen Bardo yeah. group there. Uh, I will say this. I'm on the radio show. <laughs> yeah, I will say this. We need to enjoy what we are watching with him because we were talking with Derek Burson just a few minutes ago, and he was saying, you know, these Purdue fans haven't seen him. Like, they've seen great Big Ten big men, but even they were sitting there going, wow, with with some of Kofi's dunks, 22 points, 15 rebounds, and it still felt like there were times in that game in the first half, Derek, was like he was a little out of control, forcing up some shots, and he's still putting up those kind of numbers. Io is helping him out a lot. Underwood said Io should take him out, or he should take Io out to dinner. Um, but what a what a performance he has! And Harms can't deal with him. Trevion Williams can't deal with him. When's the last time an Illinois big man could dominate Purdue big men? I mean, this is this is special what he's doing. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. I, I don't know if we've seen a. I'll have to, to look into it more, but a. a 
freshman big man in the Big Ten do this since Jared Solinger. We're talking about the way that he's winning the Big Ten freshman of the week, but uh, just physically overwhelming and showing that he's more athletic than we thought. I mean, just look, every single game he's playing 30-plus minutes, and we were talking in the offseason, could he play 22? He averaged 10 and 7. Would he be on the bench with foul trouble? Yeah, 10 and 7. I completely undersold him. man. We were (laughs) on the higher end. People were like, I don't know how he translates. Oh, kill doesn't look that great, but uh, he's been outstanding. And, and look, Purdue fans, for them to be you know muttering to each other, look at that big guy. I mean, they had Harms, and they've had Haas, who was a stud. Haas and was one of the biggest humans I've ever seen. Swanigan. Yeah, Swanigan, Hammonds, Juwan Johnson was one of my favorite players when I was in college. Like They know what Big Ten big men look like, great ones, and they were in awe. Uh, they were in awe tonight. And Kofi, give him another Big Ten uh, freshman of the week and might be player of the week if he has a good game in Michigan, uh, which he did last time or they put. Yeah. Or Isle. Um, Trent Frazier, 21 points on seven field goals. Didn't make seven threes. Uh, had six of six in the free throw line. Scored some late there. Uh, but he had the hot hand in the first half. And, and really, again, you know, if we're going to say Iowa's the closer, which he certainly is, Frazier's kind of been the Tampa Bay Rays opener for, for Illinois. I mean, he's really gotten them going, given them some confidence and, and swagger in the early going. But he had shots like that, Io playing like that, Kofi playing like that. That's one of the better trios in the Big Ten. Yeah, I know that Chris Collins said he cringed when, when Frazier hit the first jumper 50 seconds into the game against Northwestern. And Frazier got a clean look in this one at the top of the key and buried it. It was all net, hit another one You know, a couple moments later. And uh, that, that's what you need to be able to, to have the two-man action with Io and Kofi and then have someone off the ball like Trent to be able to just knock down shots. And uh, he, he got a confidence tonight. And also I thought he was aggressive after that. He got to the free throw line. He had six free throws because he was, was attacking some of Purdue's guards and saying, you can't stay in front of me. So. Uh, I think to have that Northwestern outing that he did, to see shots go in, uh, was big for Trent. And Trent's been making winning plays throughout this stretch, defensively making good passes, not uh, playing hero ball. Uh, and this is a veteran guard who, who's stepping up and, and being part of a winning team and to hit shots like that. I mean, he's very capable of that. Uh, to go along with Io and Kofi, it's, it's big time. Where'd that J come from? Georgie keeps hitting jumpers. Uh, three of five shooting tonight. Obviously only played four minutes in the first half. He was frustrated. That's as frustrated I've seen him when he got two quick foul calls. Uh, and uh, the refs were calling more on Illinois in the first half, but they made up for that in the second half. But Georgie hits two more threes tonight. Um, boy, they get that going, Derek. Uh, that makes them really tough to guard. I still think teams are going to give him that shot for a little bit. Maybe they need a bigger sample size. But when he was on the court, they were really good offensively. What changed when he came in the game? Yeah, uh, he gave the energy, the toughness. He, he went to the glass. And uh, obviously he made a play on the baseline that was really good that I dished off for an assist. But then they're, they're giving him that wide-open three. And, and that is just an opportunity that he can take advantage of, something that DeMonte Williams, when he's in there, whether he's at the three or the four, uh, when teams cheat off, DeMonte can't hit that shot right now. But, but Georgie in the last two games has shown that he's, he's capable of it. Uh, to knock down two in the second half like that, uh, those are just big possessions. It, it's just as a, as a defense or an opposing team to see that, just like, oh, man, I mean, we, we can't stop them. Probably the best game we've seen combined from the starters. Uh, DeMonte Williams obviously just played some good defense. One of the biggest stats of this game, Derek, that I looked at, through the first like 38 minutes, Purdue put up a bunch, uh, a couple late, but 
they'd only limited Purdue to six three-point attempts. They shoot 40% from three here. Uh, Stefanovic, 0 for 2. Trent Frazier, what a performance there. Um, but defensively, they didn't let Purdue get anything. Uh, they didn't let them get open threes. Harms hit one. Uh, that might bother you a little bit. But other than that, Derek, um, and that, that's what Trent Frazier told me after the game was, Defense and toughness. That, that's what's changed about us, and we bring that every night. We're going to be really good. That Two straight performances. I know Purdue's not that great talented offensively, but they put up some numbers and, and some great numbers here at home, and Illinois just stopped everything they wanted to do. Stefanovic's shot coming into this game, 53% from three and in this building, and for him to only get two looks, two attempts, I don't even know if they were good ones uh, based on the way Trent Frazier just followed him around the court, and that, that says a lot about Trent's growth, and we talked about that a lot. Uh, but just essentially Purdue's offense was no gel Eastern trying to either pull up because he didn't get to the rim a couple of times, but no gel shooting pull-up jumpers will live with that. Matt Harms being extended outside of the paint, and he was taking some contested ones. I thought Kofi and Georgie both did a good job of not – Giving up position, uh, he had a couple putbacks, but other than that, he he was really struggling. Harms two times uh, against Illinois has, has had bad games, and uh, it's a bad matchup for him with yeah. Kofi. I mean, as much as I like Harms, um, he's a shot blocker, right? He's a rim runner, uh, and he's got some skills as a shooter. Hasn't shot well here recently. He can't deal with a 285 pound man. No, it's not many can. He was high on the list for uh, for lineup fans of who they want Kofi to dunk on. I don't know if he dunked on him, but uh, he definitely bullied him around, and the hair was flopping. I, all, all hair team, by the way, him and I. Um, Andres Felice, I thought had a nice performance, five points, three assists, uh, just one turnover. He's been really good handling the ball. And, and again, I thought Kipper Nichols, and, and only three points, but four rebounds, provided some toughness, had a big putback. Um, and let's get to it, Alan Griffin should have really embarrassed his team. He did. He embarrassed his team, embarrassed his program tonight. Uh, he should take his team out for dinner for, for being able to win that game because he put him in a really bad spot. Griffin's had a great season, and he brings a lot of energy, and we've complimented him in Missouri game. He was one of the only guys that was willing to get into the fracas, but you can't do anything like that. Cameras are on you, dude. I, I, I know you think you can get away with that stuff maybe in high school. You can't do it here in college. So hopefully that's a learning lesson because even Brad said we don't condone that. That's not what we do. And I'm sure he might pay for it in practice tomorrow or the next day. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that that's not really who Allen's about. He's trying to play with an edge. He, he's trying to be chippy. And, and even, you know, against Miami, he shouldered Chris Likes on a, on a dead ball, and that turned into a double technical. And it, him and Tillman got into it. Allen has been willing to mix it up. And I think to an extent, for sure, this team has needed some of that, some yeah, of that toughness. For there's sure. a difference between a shoulder oh, and yes. a step, right? Yes. Like I told you, we agree on that, but – there's a difference there, and he, and he crossed the line. He did, and it could have broke. The momentum that they had, they were up 14-7, to and it just seemed like everything was going right, especially offensively. And uh, One possession turned into five points for Purdue, and all of a sudden it was a two-point ball game. They get a stop, they get a bucket, it's tied. And as you said, it pretty much wrote the story for itself. Is Illinois started fast, came to fight, but then it just all fell apart after the Griffin Tech. And, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to obviously try to learn from that. All right, we come back, Derek. We'll do a little extended podcast here because it's such a big win. Most significant victory for Illinois since when? We'll talk about that and how good is this team. That's next. All right, we're sitting here in the hallway. I'm asking Derek, is that the biggest win for Illinois since when? Because I know the other ones make this win even more important. 
Wisconsin felt like the biggest win in forever. This one feels like one of the biggest wins forever. I know they've beaten better teams, Michigan State at home. They've had some big wins in years past, but it didn't lead to anything. Uh, so you got to go probably go back to that 12-13 year, and this probably is since number one Indiana, right? This stretch of games at least, because it feels like it's leading to something special, Derek. And what is that? I, I think this is a top five Big Ten team. Now, that could change in a couple weeks because the Big Ten schedule is so difficult. But the talent here, I think Brad Underwood's a Big Ten Coach of the Year candidate with the changes he's made to his system, the toughness he's built in this team. Um, I I think this is as good as any Big Ten team not named Michigan State right now, at this moment today. Now, what will it be in a couple weeks, we'll find out. But going into Michigan, if you can win that one, Derek, this this team has really made its case to no doubt be an NCAA tournament team, but maybe be a Big Ten contender. Yeah, given how nobody had come in here and, and been able to be successful for, for so long as Big Ten teams coming in, uh, and then also just what it means, the statement that it made, and then the resume builder. I mean, to have road wins at Purdue and Wisconsin where – Teams throughout the Big Ten are having just a heck of a time going on the road and getting wins uh, at some of the easier venues, even or what what we thought would be. Uh, this means a ton, and we could we'll talk about you could talk about uh, the Michigan State win last year was really big as far as a this is who we can be, and this was a I don't know about an arrival point, but it, it really built something that they could or established something they could build on going into this year. It showed that hey they could take a big step yeah. forward next year, right? right? And they certainly uh, have done that. But four quad one wins in, in mid-January, yeah. at least currently, and so many opportunities left on the schedule to add even more, including uh, one at Michigan coming up this week. I mean, I know how bad that Big Ten schedule looks. Ken Palm still probably projects Illinois to, to lose four of the next six or something like that. Um, but if they continue to have this identity of toughness and defense along with the talent they have, um, this team, I think, can finish with a, a dozen or so Big Ten wins. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They, they look like a top three, four Big Ten team in, in the standing. So uh, they went into this game. Lenardi had them as a nine seed. You win this game, you're, you're even higher than that. Are you a seven or what? whatever that may be? Right now you're not on the bubble. Right now you are ahead of, ahead of that curve. Uh, and a team that's projected to be there in the tournament. Of course, a couple games swoon could, could change things, uh, but take care of business at home, maybe steal uh, one or two more uh, road wins. Road wins that matter, obviously you're going to count. Uh, Northwestern is one you're supposed to get, but uh, right now, why not? Right now you're the hottest team in the Big Ten, so just keep going. I mean, there's only one game that's a potential bad loss for you left, right? It's Nebraska at home. It's only possible bad loss because even Northwestern on the road is a quad two game at this point right now. The rest are basically all quad one or quad two at this point. So it's it's a loaded Big Ten. I know um, losing streaks can happen. This team has shown that it's four. They can lose to a team like Miami at home, but I think they're a completely different team than they were six weeks ago. They are for sure, and I think that what makes you feel good is that the def- the defensive improvements they've made have allowed them to be more consistent. And, and that's where I think even when they're going to have inevitably some shooting nights where they don't they don't shoot it very well, particularly maybe on the road, uh, they can get it done. But at the same time, with, with how they're rebounding and how they're playing defense, this is a team that maybe doesn't go through that three, four-game losing streak because they are so competitive there. And then, look, I was at a – Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, just get him to the fourth quarter. Get him to the fourth quarter. If you're in that game, that dude can win you a game. 
Yeah, and I'm sitting here thinking, Derek, like, okay, they have that. They have the identity of defense most nights. Like Northwestern, I think they just hit some good shots. Def- defensively, maybe Illinois wasn't as locked in. Uh, but Michigan State, I-, I liked what they did for the first 25 minutes of that game. Defensively, they just couldn't make any shots. But now you have confidence. Now you have a swagger about you. You expect to win every game. And then let's be honest, how many Big Ten teams right now could potentially have two draft picks? There just isn't that many. So you put all of that together, and I'll put Illinois now with Maryland in that group. right? I'll put them in there with Maryland about who's that next tier, uh, who who has the potential to possibly sneak up and steal it from Michigan State. Illinois is in that group for me now. Oh, how the cats, <laughs> the catsian predictions look so good right he, now. He was low on them. He was low <laughs> on them. Eventually. No, but uh, I think we all thought they could do that. Yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing, given where they were six weeks ago, that they're there. So how do we feel going into Michigan? I, I think Illinois is more talented. They're feeling better about themselves. Obviously, Michigan has not been good since their 8-1 and start where they had so many great wins, and, and including North Carolina. That doesn't look as good right now, but that's a completely different team. Offensively, I think Illinois um, is better than they were the first time they played Michigan, and Michigan's terrible defensively right now. Yeah, for sure. I, I went into the week thinking that there was a significantly better chance that Illinois won at Ann Arbor versus uh, here at Mackey. But uh, it'll be interesting to see if John Teske can take Kofi out of the paint defensively because that was something Northwestern did uh, as far as stretching the floor, pick and pop, and that, that led to some breakdowns for Illinois defensively. Uh, but Isaiah Livers' status is also something that's going to be key. But overall, I think Illinois had a very good game plan, uh, sticking to their shooters off the ball. You know, Eli Brooks, is, he's been good of late. Trent Frazier's going to be all over him. Uh, and then just trying to make Xavier Simpson make shots. But right now, I think Illinois is Illinois is the more talented team. When's the last time going to Ann Arbor or just playing Michigan, you felt like you had the talent and coaching advantage? <laughs> Uh, it's man. been a while. Yeah. It's Amaker since Amaker's been right. there. Uh, it's it's maybe the first couple of years you didn't have a talent or you had a talent advantage over Beeline's teams, but that's where we're at. It's a it's a nice new reality, and and kudos to uh, Josh Whitman gets the sweep over his hometown team. Uh, two wins against uh, Purdue in basketball, one in football. But a good year for him over here in West Lafayette. It's a good year for Alana Enquirer too, that's covering a bowl game and on pace to to cover. Potentially a tournament. Yeah, for, for Josh to come in here, there's got to be no better feeling to, to come in here and get a win. First time Illinois has beaten Purdue on the road and Wisconsin on the road since 2004-2005, and that, that season was pretty good. It's amazing. Uh, we're going to ramp up the coverage of this team because it looks like it could be pretty good. It looks like it could be uh, – it is the best team in a long time for Illinois basketball, and we'll be here to cover it. Thanks for listening to the Illini Enquirer podcast. If you don't, subscribe to us, rate us, review us. We'll have a bunch of coverage coming from this game leading into another big game against Michigan. It's a fun Big Ten season, and we'll be covering it. We'll talk to you next time on the Illini Enquirer podcast. Okay.